Hosanna, and welcome to St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Saratoga Springs, New York, where we are gathered by God to share the love of Jesus. On this Palm Sunday, we remember Christ's triumphal entry into Jerusalem. Here is this week's message from Pastor Adam Wiegand. Grace and mercy and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Please be seated. All right, let's see how you're paying attention during the children's message. What does Hosanna mean? Save us now. now. It's not just an abstract concept, is it? Save us now has like immediate consequences. I need help right now. The lifeguard image is a good one. Where you are in trouble unless someone intervenes to save. The world is in trouble unless someone intervenes to save. We've always been in trouble. We will always be in trouble. But thank God, Christ intervened to save. He shows up. God shows up. And his business is saving. Remember John 3.16? For God so loved the world that he gave his, say it with me, only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Now, that's John 3.16. John 3.17 is equally important. If you know it, you can say it with me. You get a gold star and extra credit. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. God is in the saving business. He's always been in the saving business. He loves his creation. This incredible, loathsome, disobedient creatures we are. He loves us with an everlasting love and would stop at nothing, not even his very own life, in order to make us his own, to call us blessed, so that we might live before him, not only in this life, but in the life to come, in everlasting innocence, righteousness, and blessedness, just as he is risen from the dead, lives and reigns to all eternity. And all the Lutherans said, this is most certainly true. Aren't there any Lutherans in the room? Say that with me. (laughs) This is most certainly true. It is. And you know what else is most certainly true? The fact that God still needs to save. Let me ask you, We've said Hosanna, 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 Hosanna so many times today. It almost has lost its meaning as we say it. Repetition sometimes kills a word. But what if you were in, say, Kiev, Ukraine, and you said, Hosanna, when do you want to be spared? Right now. What if you are in prison? convicted for something horrible that you did. The guilt is upon you. The shame of the world is directed at you. And you said, save us now. When do you want it? What if you're going through a horrific divorce and someone that had pledged their undying love to you has given it to someone else or taken it away from you? And you cried out to the Lord, Hosanna, when do you need that saving? Now, what if you are going through 
the worst times of your life, losing everything, seeing your hope dissolve, seeing your future evaporate, when you cry out to the Lord, Hosanna, when do you need his help? Now. And that's how God works. He doesn't wait. He doesn't delay. If there's any delay in God's saving, we can lay that at our own feet. Not asking soon enough, where we should have come to the Lord so much earlier than we did. Or if our eyes are closed to the saving that God wants to give, and we build up in our mind an expectation of how God's going to fix things, and then he goes and fixes them in a different way, in his time, with his blessing, God shows up. He is not a distant God. He is an imminent God with us all the time. The God of the deists starts the universe working like a clockmaker, winds it up, and then walks away and leaves us to our own devices. But the God of heaven and earth, who was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary, comes among us as we are. He comes with tears that can flow and a heart that can break and a body that can be slain. Jesus shows up. And when Jesus shows up, his people know it. When Jesus came down the Mount of Olives as he was making his journey from Bethpage and Bethsaida, coming over the Mount of Olives, past down the Garden of Gethsemane and down in the Kidron Valley and starting up the Mount of Zion up to Jerusalem, his people, all of his disciples saw him coming and they saw him coming in the way that their ancestor David had come. And they saw their troubles and the hope of their troubles melting away. They saw Jesus coming, who was coming to, well, they thought, save us now from the Romans. Save us now from high taxes. Save us now from hyperinflation. Save us now from having to go with out of those Roman soldiers an extra mile just because. Save us now from losing our homeland to a foreign power. Save us now from these things. And were those the things, or were those important things to be saved from? Sure. But the Lord God of heaven and earth knows that our saving goes way deeper than the surface circumstances of our lives. He goes way beyond the loss of friends. He goes way beyond the loss of jobs. He goes way beyond the loss even of independence, the loss of a home. He goes all the way to the depth of the loss of our lives, which is the fate that would have awaited us had we gone up into Jerusalem instead of Jesus. Jesus did lose his life for our sake. God shows up to save us. It started in Eden 
when in the cool of the evening shade, God would walk every day with Adam and Eve. And when he came down for his daily constitutional, one day he found them hiding in the bushes and covering their shame with fig leaves. But what did he do? Did he say, well, that's it. I've had it with you. No more. No, he, he killed another one of his beautiful creations and made them clothing to cover their shame. And then he banished them from Eden. Why? Because he didn't want to rub their nose in what they'd lost. And he made a promise on that day to both Eve and to the one who had tempted her. He said to Eve, I'm going to put enmity between your offspring and, and his, and the snakes. Here's what's going to happen. He's going to bruise a heel, but the serpent's head will be crushed. And that's what we see when Jesus shows up on Palm Sunday. He says it this way, now is the ruler of this world cast out. Now the hour of darkness has come. And what should he say? Father, save me from this hour? No. It's exactly for this purpose that Jesus showed up. It's exactly for the purpose of coming to Jerusalem to be properly acknowledged as king, because that's what he is, but to show us what kind of king he really is, coronated and enthroned on a cross and with thorns, who steps in and suffers for us. He shows up. And Jesus, the one who showed up in Jerusalem, is right here in our midst right now. Here he is saving us from all of the threatening perils of our sins, saving us from the sadnesses that are upon us, saving us from the dangers that come from living in a broken world in a sinful life. He comes and saves us over and over and over again through the one sacrifice that he won on the cross. And now, now, he entrusts that mission to us. The same crowds that were thronging around Jesus and saying, Hosanna to him, save us now, are the ones who after his resurrection, Jesus deputized. Jesus breathed on his disciples and he says, receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they're forgiven. You know he gives you that authority too. He gives you the promise of his presence as he sends you as an ambassador of his kingdom. The one that we hail with palm branches, we share in mercy. How do we know that we are doing what Jesus would have us do? Jesus said it this way. The one who serves me must follow me. He calls his church to follow him in the work of saving now. Where do you see despair? That's where we show up. Where do you see sadness? That's where we show up. Where do you see brokenness? That's where we show up. Where do you see hunger? Where do you see anger? Where do you see conflict? Where do you see strife? That's where we show up. And what we bring with us is not a what, 
It's a who. Jesus comes with us wherever we go. As much as he rode up into Jerusalem as king, he rides out with us now as the one who has healing in his wings. So I encourage you, with all of my heart, soul, and strength, to call on him and cry out to him in the moments when you feel distant, in the moments when you have fallen, in the moments when you are struggling to say, Hosanna, save me now. He shows up. But I also invite you to keep your eyes and your ears and all of your senses open to the places where the love and grace of God and the glory in his glory in saving us from what troubles us might grow, sprout, and bear much fruit. Who knows what would happen? Imagine what would happen if we would bring the hope that is within us where there is no hope to bring the joy that we celebrate to places where joy has gone. Who knows? Maybe even the stones of this world would shout. Wouldn't that be wonderful to hear? In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, Hosanna, save us now. Amen. Please rise. Now may the peace of God that passes all of our human understanding keep your hearts and minds hoping in the one who saves, Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more information about St. Paul's Lutheran Church, please visit spalutheran.org. God's blessings to you. Go in peace and serve the Lord.